Welcome to the Red Shirts Fantasy Football Podcast with your hosts, Matthew Betts and Matt Okada. And welcome into another episode of the Red Shirts Fantasy Football Podcast. This is Matthew Betts, aka the Fantasy PT on Twitter. No Matt Okada tonight, so this is going to be a solo podcast uh, looking at all the injury updates from week one and what you need to know moving forward. Most uh, podcasts out there, you know, you'll hear all of your waiver wire type of content and you'll hear uh, week one recap shows, but we want to be different than other, you know, other people in the industry, other analysts, other uh, researchers. So I'm going to go ahead and do a solo pod for you all. Each week, just recapping what happened the week prior, uh, releasing on Monday or Tuesday, probably 15 to 20 minutes. If you find this helpful, please let us know what you think. Find us on Twitter at RedshirtsFFPod. Find me on Twitter at TheFantasyPT. Um, love to hear what you all think. Love to hear if this is helpful. Uh, and if it is, I'll continue to do it for you all. So with that being said, let's go ahead and get over into the injury recap from week one. We have to start with the biggest name from this week. It's Tyree Kill. We all know the injury was severe because there was a report coming out basically that Tyree Kill had to be taken to a local hospital for further care. And really what's going on here uh, is it's called a posterior sternoclavicular joint or SC joint dislocation. And basically what that is, is the articulation between the clavicle or your collarbone and your breastbone or your sternum. And so that little tiny joint there is important for your ability to raise your arm overhead and it kind of helps the shoulder function optimally but basically when you injure it it can cause the clavicle to go backwards towards your throat essentially and there's a lot of blood vessels and obviously uh, important structures that sit there and so if that bone goes backwards it can really cause a serious injury which is why it's such a medical emergency to get this sorted out fortunately for hill it doesn't look like anything too serious is going on here However, that shouldn't downplay this, you know, the severity of the injury. He's going to be out quite a long time because with this injury, as I said, it's very serious, takes a long time to heal. I would not expect to see Tyreek Hill before eight weeks at the absolute earliest. So big time loss there for the Chiefs. Obviously, huge benefit for Sammy Watkins. One other Chief we got to talk about here is Patrick Mahomes, who's dealing with a left high ankle sprain. You could sort of see him <clears throat> kind of get caught in a pile of defenders. Uh, his ankle twisted awkwardly, went out, you know, limping, came back in the next play. Definitely was affected as far as his mobility, but Mahomes is going to be fine. He's going to play through this. I would consider him maybe week to week at the absolute worst. Don't be surprised to see him play with either tape or a brace on his ankle, but Mahomes should be fine moving forward. Next piece of news, Nick Foles dealing with a fractured clavicle. You could see the defenders land on top of him, basically slam him into the ground. And whenever you have a 300-pound defensive lineman land on you with full body weight, that is the mechanism of injury for a clavicle fracture or a collarbone fracture. Now, for Foles, this is going to be uh, better than if it was his right shoulder. So this is his left non-throwing shoulder, which is important because it means it could be a faster return to play for Foles. If it was his throwing shoulder, we're looking at probably a 12-week recovery. For Foles now, we're looking at probably somewhere around eight. So I would still expect Foles to miss quite a few weeks here moving forward. And, you know, obviously that negatively affects the pass catchers there in Jacksonville. But for Foles, 
they're going to go ahead and do surgery. They're going to stabilize it with a screw and a plate and basically help to kind of get the bone back into normal alignment. Rehab starts right away. Expect Nick Foles to be back in about eight weeks. Next on the list is Tevin Coleman dealing with an ankle sprain. Um, speaking to reporters, head coach Kyle Shanahan said he's worried about the ankle. So I would expect this to be a situation that's not, you know, not just a minor grade one injury. This is going to be more serious, probably a multi-week absence here for Tevin Coleman. And then you have to factor in again, the acclimation back onto the field after that. So for Coleman, I would expect him to be out probably two weeks, maybe three. Don't be surprised again to see him miss time throughout practice this week and next week, but we'll have to certainly monitor those practice reports moving forward. Next, Baker Mayfield dealing with a bruised right hand. I would consider him day-to-day. Uh, was seen leaving the, the facility last night with a wrap on his hand, and you know it did encompass his thumb, which for me is the really the point I want to hammer home here. Uh, if it does involve his thumb, if it's some sort of you know sprain to those ligaments that attach onto your thumb, it could be more of a serious situation rather than not because obviously the thumb is really important for gripping strength. And so for Baker Mayfield to be able to accurately deliver the ball, grip the ball the way he needs to, he's got to have full strength in his hand and in his thumb. And if it is involved in any way, that could really affect his accuracy here moving forward. But for now, consider him day-to-day. I still think he plays in week two. Next on the list, Joe Mixon dealing with a sprained left ankle X-rays came back negative, which is fantastic. MRI also looked clean. I would expect Mixon to play in week two. However, he may not be 100%, so you might see him out there with uh, tape on his ankle or his ankle maybe in a brace. And if it is, his lateral movement, meaning his side-to-side movement, may be affected a little bit here moving forward for a week or two. But like I said, Mixon should play this week. Next on the list here, Albert Wilson currently dealing with a calf strain. Um, he's probably going to miss at least week two. He was dealing with a calf strain off and on during uh, training camp. And the issue here, you know, with these soft tissue injuries is if it happens again and over again, you know, that they, the, every time that you injure it, basically after the first initial injury, the recovery time gets lengthened. So I would be shocked to see Wilson play in week two. I think it's unlikely he plays in week three. So probably a multi-week absence here for Albert Wilson. And if he injures it a third time, his recovery is going to be even longer. So it's definitely a situation to monitor there for Albert Wilson. Next, Darius Geis. News broke today on Monday that uh, he's now dealing with a right knee injury. So this is not the injury um, or the, the leg, I should say, that he had the injury on last year with the torn ACL. That was his left knee. This is now his right knee, which uh, the the details are sparse at this point. All we know is that Geis had an MRI on that knee on Monday. We still have yet to get those results, but as soon as we do, I'll keep you posted. Um, it's not looking good for Geis this season. You know, if you've been listening to the Red Shirts pod, you know I've been pretty nervous about Geis, mostly because of the fact that his infection from his ACL really does prolong his recovery timeline to get back to 100%. It's unfortunate for a guy who finally got back out into the field in week one, but just couldn't put it together and is now injured on the opposite side. It's really hard to see a scenario where Geis is ever 100% this season. I don't think he plays for at least two to three weeks. But again, let's watch for details, see what happens here with Geis, and see if we get more information. But until further notice, it is going to be the Adrian Peterson and Chris Thompson show there in the backfield for Washington. Okay, last couple to get through here real quick. Will Disley is currently dealing with an aggravated uh, knee. He's coming off of patellar tendon surgery. 
in the off season. And so the issue there is that this is a soft tissue injury, but uh, way more intense. So the tendon, you know, repair surgeries always take way longer to heal than any sort of fracture you'll see or anything like that. So this is a long recovery. It takes you know, months and months and months to truly get back to 100%. And sometimes these guys don't ever, ever get back to 100%. So for Will Disley, this matters because I think it really is going to affect him for the rest of the season. Uh, this is not something that's just going to go away. I think he's going to be on the injury report off and on multiple times this season. I would not expect him to play week two. Again, I'd be surprised if he plays week three. It might be that sort of situation for Disley where he plays one week and then all of a sudden he's out for a week and then he's back in and, and then again he's out for two. So it, it could be that kind of up and down roller coaster type of year as the Seahawks training staff tries to manage that right knee. And then lastly, let's get over into uh, one more wide receiver, Devin Funches, dealing with a left clavicle fracture. Uh, he's going to be out at least six to eight weeks, went up for a, a jump ball in the end zone, came down, landed on that left shoulder. And uh, it's unfortunate because, you know, obviously, I think people were expecting big things from this offense with Andrew Luck. And obviously now he's gone. Now they lose another weapon in Devin Funchess. Uh, so again, the, the team is still evaluating. He may need surgery. He may not. Time will tell. But regardless, even if he does have surgery, it's still going to be at least six weeks. Um, if he doesn't have surgery, his recovery is going to be even longer because the issue there is you have to allow the bones to to heal and essentially uh, not push it and stress it too soon. When the the guys have clavicle surgery and they have a screw where they have hardware in there, basically you can start rehab right away. So it actually accelerates the process a little bit faster. So for Devin Funchess, that's a key differentiating factor there between he and Nick Foles is if Funchess does have surgery, expect him to be out there a little sooner. If he doesn't have surgery, it's going to be quite a while until he's back out there on the field. Last one here, Mike Williams currently dealing with a knee injury. Uh, it's unclear exactly what's going on here with Williams as there haven't really been any details released by the Chargers to date. I would expect probably an MRI to come soon and then you know we'll get a, an official diagnosis. And once we have that from Mike Williams, I'll be sure to let you all know uh, and give you some more details. But that's it for week one. That's a, a definitely a comprehensive list. Hopefully you found this helpful. Hopefully now you know what to expect moving forward. I'll be back on Thursday with Okada. We'll do our weekly preview show, and I'll definitely update everyone in regards to the injuries, practice statuses of all these guys, and all that sort of thing. Again, if you like what you heard and you, you think this is helpful, let me know. Reach out on Twitter at TheFantasyPT. Find us online at RedshirtsFantasyFootball.com. And until next time, we are the Redshirts. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Red Shirts Fantasy Football Podcast. Hit us up on Twitter at RedShirtsFFPod and check out our website, RedShirtsFantasyFootball.com.